Welcome back to the shed. RJ has been picking on me for the last half hour before we even started recording. So now I'm just in a fine, fine state. But meantime, we're going to start and we're going to have a bunch of fun. Who knows? Here we go. You know what I've been doing lately, boys? I talked earlier about my whole jigsaw thing. So I finished that thousand piece Harry Potter. And in fact, I had the correct number of pieces and they all had a assigned location. So good. That was good. So then, and RJ, you know a bit about this peripherally. My daughter years ago had a MacBook and sometime, I don't know, and probably around 2020 or so, she sort of let me know that it didn't work anymore. And, you know, I don't know, it's my keyboard screwed up. I don't know. So I, you know, okay. And time went by. And so recently she was going through stuff to, you know, cull. And she found this thing, total and I said, well, give it to me. And I'll fool around with it and see if I can figure out why it doesn't work. So what fun. <laughs> it just, I mean, it doesn't work because it's got stuff spilled on this keyboard and on the trackpad. Really heavily, heavily spilled. Like not just a teaspoon. It looks like a whole glass of something went onto that. And it went on there years and years ago. So it just doesn't work. But it does boot up. And so I took that whole entire thing apart. Like all of the stuff out of the inside of it. And cleaned it all as best I could. Took the keyboard out. <laughs> Took the keyboard out and to Rich's great amusement, applied boiling water to it because. Nice. Did, thought, you, did you YouTube all this first? No, I didn't. I was just monkeying around and. Uh, oh, I'm impressed. Just then I, oh, you mean how to do it? Yeah. Yeah, no, I did some YouTubing on that. Oh. Some, not, not a great deal because it's sort of, you just keep taking out little screws there's yeah. just a million of them. You just keep taking them out and you try to put them someplace where you might remember where they came from, you know, <laughs> but was, no, no YouTubing on how to clean the no liquid. No, I did not get a recommendation on that. So it was my own, like the, the keyboard, everything inside of it was all sticky. Everything. The drive was sticky. The board was sticky. The, uh, CD reader was sticky. The back of the, everything was sticky because it had got schmoo on it. And I just thought my real option here to clean this keyboard is to try to disassemble it, you know, pop all of these buttons off and use 80 billion Q-tips and carefully try to clean underneath all where those buttons, and I just thought, I'm not doing that. <laughs> so I took it in and I just hung it into a pot and poured boiling water all over it. And you should have seen all the stuff that came out. It was like soup. It was just gross. But what I didn't do, which I, in retrospect, probably should have, was take all the buttons off the top of all the keys, you know, all the buttons. So buttons, a lot of them deformed in the heat, <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty funny, really. But don't you think the underlying, like there's some flexible material underneath the buttons too, right? Yeah, but it's harder plastic and it, it doesn't actually doesn't oh. appear to have been affected. It oh, also doesn't appear to have been cleaned very oh, usually well. Usually there's a membrane down there that's quite flexible, but I guess not. The, there's a metal frame under there. Oh no, but usually each key has underneath the key cap, oh. has underneath the scissor switch. Oh. Is, I think it's to keep any dust out maybe, but there's a flexible oh. membrane. Well, I don't know. I mean, I successfully reassembled the entire thing, like, but I got it all back together again. And it booted up again, right? And it actually, the power button behaved way better. And the display seemed quite a bit crisper than it had been. But the keys were not improved at all. <laughs> After all of that, they were not improved at all. And then I popped off all the buttons off all the keys to see if that was the problem. 
Nope, no improvement at all. They didn't get any worse. Still the same five or six keys that were working still worked, uh, but they didn't get any better. They just... Right. So it was all really fun though. I enjoyed myself quite a bit. Uh, also, yeah, you were talking about possibly buying a replacement keyboard, but certainly on Marketplace or Craigslist, there will be those machines for parts. Yeah. So you just look for the same model and it might be $25 for parts kind of thing. And they'll say the screen doesn't work. Yeah. Or, you know, keyboard's fine. That's what you're looking for. So hopefully you can find something you like that as well. You know what? I should well. do that. I should do Get that. Get your 40 screws. and. <laughs> but, you know, the beauty of doing this to a non-functioning 14, 15-year-old machine is if you really screw it up, oh well. Yeah. No big. But it's very fun to get it all back together and then have it come back to life again. Cause there's a lot of parts in there. <laughs> when we were saying you could have Sue's uh, MacBook pro from 2009, um, cause we just don't use it anymore. So I decided to prepare that machine for you, or if not you, then we'll give it away or even sell it for a hundred or 200 bucks. So I tried to, you know, you have to create an installer disc is the way these old Macs work. You know, an external drive. It's kind of cool. You can take any of your current external drives and create a new partition on it that's only, I don't know, 16 gigabytes is all you need. So I did that, but I couldn't install onto the installer drive. You have to install to the installer drive, and then you use your installer drive to install to the Mac. That's the... I couldn't do that on a modern Mac because the modern operating systems, the install to the installer step doesn't work unless it's on an old operating system. So I got Sue's 2011 Mac. Well, I wondered about which is, what you were Which doing is uh, using High Sierra. It's an older OS version. Heck, OS X, right? OS X. An older version of OS X. And that one was able to create the installer, right? I wondered so, why you were doing that. So now I'm doing this and it's one in the morning, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, great. Next step now is to install, right? And I've already emptied the drive on the MacBook, that's fine, but I'll just go ahead and re-empty re it because it's part of the process. It only takes, what, three minutes? Yeah. Two minutes to do an erase step. So I do the erase step, and I start the install. This is on the Mac, right? So I got yeah. the external drive. I've erased the Mac's internal drive. Yeah. I start the install. I'm about five minutes into it, and I realize, oh, wait, I did... I did it on the wrong Mac. I did it on the 2011 one. Oh, <laughs> Like no. Sue's special Zoom machine for no. upstairs. <laughs> you erased? <laughs> yeah, I erased it completely. No. We don't back it up because it's not a primary Mac. It's just for, it does Whoa. sync to the other Macs. So so anyway, it's not the end of the world. It's just work for me because. Well, the next sync is going to take a hundred years too. Well, yeah, but I got to do all the installs, right? I have to install wow. High Sierra. And then I have to, which I've done, and then I have to install any specialty apps like Zoom and stuff like that for Sue. I have to turn on OneDrive and do the full OneDrive sync, and then I turn on iCloud, and she syncs desktop and documents. Yeah, yeah. So it all syncs, and it'll all work. I don't need, anyway, but it's like, oh, I don't know, it's about 10, 15 hours of labor to get that whole thing going. So then, so then I plug the drive into the 2009 MacBook Pro, and that install... It gets almost to the end and then it just restarts Oh, and it's fresh. It does. It starts all over. It never actually doesn't get to the end. It's downloading stuff to get ready for it. And then it just crashes. 
every time. So now, yeah. So now I got to do the instructions to do the previous operating system, get that one installed and then run the updater. Jeez. Just like. That's brutal. Or I could just give that away to someone say, you got to install the operating system on it. It's probably more reasonable to do that. Well, if you're giving it away anytime in the next little while, tell me, but if you're selling it. Yeah, no, it's not worth buying unless you actually wanted like for someone who couldn't afford any more than a hundred bucks for a computer, yeah, you can go and get yourself a working computer, a working Mac usually, because they they last longer, yeah. in my opinion. Anyway. You could probably get one that's better than the one I got. Too. I mean, I have a nineteen ninety nine Mac set up right now to play old games on, and it's working <laughs> fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Well, my, in fact, my laptop is a twenty fifteen MacBook, I believe. It's great. Works fine. Yeah, twenty fifteen ones are pretty good. Well, the other day I was walking Buddy and I found a headlamp. Oh, yeah. And it looked like a GoPro to me because it looked like there was a lens on the front. And I thought, oh, this is kind of cool. I don't know if I tried it right there, but I brought it back home and I tried it and the light comes on. So I Googled it just trying to see if it was kind of a GoPro or if I had some sort of camera option. And since then, you wouldn't believe what my ads are. Oh, yes. Just on the side. Uh, and it's all this camping stuff. Uh, yeah. One of them is a, they're really pushing this, what seems to be a mosquito net that you put over your tent. It's a whole tent. Mm. But every day since then, they're on my HuffPost feed or something. Yeah. The ad thing, as Rich mentioned a while ago, is just pernicious. You know, just woof. They're all interconnected. Yeah, yeah. Respond to something in a text, and the next thing your Facebook feed is saying, oh, we thought you might be interested in this just coincidentally. Yeah, really? Coincidence? I think not. I I almost thought of actually writing out little cue cards with a product and just holding it up and showing it to you. (laughs) And, you know, like showing us. And we just get the thought. And then he was down the rabbit hole. And then then, then (laughs) see if anything pops up. Oh, right. You know? So they've managed to push past the, what have you searched for to what are you well, thinking? Yeah, there's yeah. Uh, there's iOS 16, you know, you can just clip digits right out of a photo and use them. So why would they not be able to clip phrases out? Just use this iOS to clip phrases out of signs that people are holding. Like put one on there, just, just have a sign that says MEC freeze-dried meal. Just something like that on a sign. Something, just anything, in fact, better yet, anything that you don't normally do at all. So and put it on a sign and do what with that sign? Just publish a picture with that sign on Facebook and don't say anything about it in text. Oh, and just see what comes back? Yeah, and then see if you start getting ads for whatever the sign referred to. Oh, I'm betting you are. Yeah, so it's image recognition yeah. software at work as well as text recognition. Yeah, I was searching for uh, Christmas lights through a company I bought from in the past called Christmas Designers. And I've been having Christmas designers ads for like weeks now. And I gotta can't help but think that that's got to really add to the price of the product. All those advertising dollars. Do you think? You know, not, not my particular product, but in general. Like if a company's advertising budget is 20% of their other costs, then there's, there's this huge uplift that you have to pay, right? Because they can't... They can't be profitable without raising their prices. But aren't internet ads rather inexpensive because they... Yeah, that's kind of where I was going. I was thinking historically they had an advertising budget and it reached a a 
population of a certain size, right? Direct mail, whatever it was. For the same amount of money, you can just reach millions of people now. You don't have to increase your advertising budget. You just increase your venue, don't you? Yeah, I guess for a company of good size, and especially if it's if it's only triggered by people actually searching their website, so it's only going to hit those people that actually search yeah. the website, then maybe it's not all that expensive. Yeah. It's way more like direct it's a mail. It's a bidding system. It's all automated, right? There's no humans involved. Like when you go and say, I want to place ads anytime the following keywords show up and someone has searched a site, you know, there's a number yeah. of parameters, right? And then like, if you just decide to buy some keywords, you're going anytime that Christmas lights show up, I want a 20% probability of having an ad placed. See, it's, it's fairly wild like that. You can have parameters, right? Ooh. Then what it'll do is it'll detect and, and you say, and I'm willing to pay this much per impression, which is per click. And then you lose it and you simply don't get the ad. They don't, you know, so there's a bidding war going on all the time and every, you know, the bids open and maybe 20, 48 hours later they close and whoever got the best, offered the best price wins. Jeez. And it's a, it's a pretty. Well, I'm getting ads for theater shows, which is really surprising because theater, I actually, I think it's the arts club. So they actually do have a budget. Hmm. But it's like literally on HuffPost and yep. on the side, yep. along with this uh, woolly underwear and the mosquito net, <laughs> um, I'm getting these. That sounds pretty uncomfortable, woolly yeah. underwear. Oh, they're they're down to fourteen bucks. They were forty bucks. I'm 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 thinking I'm going to pick up some. Yeah, <laughs> don't say that out loud. Send them to ogre. They'll double down. <laughs> ogre. But I'm I'm really surprised because this one show, it's not like it's the sound of music or whatever is the big show. It's this unknown smaller arts club show and there's ads. And I'm thinking, oh, that can't cost very much. No, and I'm kind of thinking young people today know how to use social media. And so they know how to do stuff on the cheap, real cheap, like at home even, to to get brand recognition building. I mean, people do it on their own in TikTok. They build their own brands uh-huh. in their own homes. Hey, speaking of brands, you guys like my t-shirt? Keep hot dog. Keep hot, hot dogs. dogs. And then what? Dollar fifty. Oh, right, right. Is that right, Costco? Right. Yeah, except for it's yeah. not. It's Costco colors. It's just keep hot dogs a dollar fifty. I mean Is that what they are? Yeah. That's They're, the whole thing with Costco is they have never increased their prices on their hot dogs. Yeah. In it's what, the best, 50 years? Yeah, it's like the that? best deal in town. Buck 50 for a dog and a drink. And they do it on, it's a lost leader. It costs them more than a buck 50 yeah. to provide a dog, but. Yeah. And there's, lots an auto, of, there's an automatic limiter too, because there's a lineup. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. a lot of people waiting around for the food. So yeah. lots of people. I bet those are quality hot dogs. Oh, they're delicious. They're actually not bad. Delicious. They <laughs> are, are they, not bad. Are they boiled or I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, they boil them, I think. Oh yeah. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. I don't know. They're heated up somehow, whatever. If you can accept what they're made of, you don't worry about how they're prepared at all. (laughs) Sorry, RJ, cut you off. No, no, no. That's good. Lay it on us. Yeah. So in our trip to Europe and some other trips, I've tended to lean towards Hertz. Probably shouldn't be. Megacorp and all that. Yeah, exactly. But it's just so tiresome doing price shopping for car rentals. (laughs) 
It's really a lot of work, right? They just, the, the way they make it is you don't really understand the full pricing until you get through a large part of the process. And it's just work, work, work. And comparability of cars, because they say ours is like Peugeot something, and then some other company will say theirs is like something else. The use of the term compact, subcompact, it varies across. It's just a nightmare. To me, this sounds highly analogous to shopping for a phone plan. <laughs> yeah, a lot of work. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so we've just been using Hertz and then, you know, we return the cars and this is a PSA here. And I think most people do this anyway, right? You return the car, you take a lot of photos. Yeah. You walk around the whole car, maybe turn the movie thing on and just walk around the whole car or just take a lot of photos, open all the doors, take photos in inside the car, but also get far back from the car and take a photo of where it's at in the parking lot with enough markings that you can't miss it. And then we just do that and also photos beforehand as well. But anyway, it turns out that Hertz has been really screwed over some customers because of their own bungling. So customers dropped their car off, didn't take those context photos and Hertz says we couldn't find, we didn't find the car. Yeah. Because of some manual process with, you know, maybe they sent it off to the cleaners and the cleaners still have it on their lot or who knows what, right? And so they're charged with a stolen car and people have ended up in jail because law enforcement just goes along with Megacorp, right? And it's a big deal. There's a whole article on it. I'll put a link in the show notes. People have ended up in jail or, you know. What's great here is the advice on how to avoid that situation. That I have not heard. Like what you just said about taking pictures. I don't think I've ever heard that before, but I think I have seen some of those stories about people who swear they returned the car and they dropped the keys off where they're spending. And next thing you know, someone's knocking on their door at five in the morning. Yeah. Some sheriff who's paid by the arrest. Yeah. (laughs) It's a, it's a brutal world, especially down in the States, but I'm sure it happens up here too. Yeah, I could see a lot of room for that kind of mistake with vans as well, because a lot of the rental vans now, you pick them up at different places. Yeah. And although I think in the case of U-Haul, I think there's one giant place you return them to down on Marine Drive, but you probably have the option to, to return them to whatever local little corner store pickup place. That is interesting though, that whole business of taking all the pictures and it never would have occurred to me to do the same thing with a U-Haul. Yeah. You kind of want to take photos beforehand when you're picking up the vehicle and then afterwards and then the whole thing about where it's parked. I think we rented a five ton, perhaps moving from East 27th to Sophia and a five ton on Kingsway and everything went fine and I go back into the lot and I clipped the fence, the roll over you yeah. know the fence that rolls in to shut everything down oh, yeah. and i kind of blew up like I, I don't know how i clipped it oh sorry about that oh uh, uh never mind just never mind just go 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 he said <laughs> well that's good because yeah a lot of those trucks are trucks right like they're gonna have little dings and stuff here and there and it's well i didn't do anything to the truck it was just like i oh, kind of blew up the fence <laughs> This automated rollout yeah. fence thing. And the other thing is that I had forgotten that my credit card has rental insurance and having Roadstar on your ICBC coverage doesn't help you in Europe. So yeah, so I had to, uh, I forgot about that. So I paid for insurance and boy, is insurance expensive if you don't have it covered. 
Um, and then the second time I rented, I remembered. And so it's just free. If you got Roadstar. No, certain credit cards have, oh, oh, right. yeah, have rental car insurance and it's decent coverage. Hmm. I read the entire policy. Do you have BCAA? Yes. And Roadstar? There's Roadstar and there's Road something else. And, and the Road something else is comparable to the BCAA coverage, right? Isn't there an ICBC coverage where they'll actually tow you away if they need to or no? Roadstar, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so they're similar products, right? They're yeah. Products. Been playing Angry Birds. Angry Birds? Mm-hmm. What is this, the 90s? What is <laughs> exactly. the matter with you? Exactly. Well, I'm on, you know, like I got the mega Apple subscription, Apple One Premium. Okay. You know, the family gets all this iCloud storage and we, we there's things we truly do need like Apple Music. We I use that a lot. The iCloud Photo Library, we use that a lot and you need enough storage space for that. You know, and then there's some peripheral things that you might get use out of mm. and, and Apple Arcade's one of them. And, uh, Apple arcade includes a whole bunch of free games. So, you know, Griffin comes over, plays some games on it. And yeah, so angry birds reloaded is free on Apple arcade to, okay. you know, and uh, my job with the uh, angry birds is to get three stars on every level without using their bonus birds, their big extra powerful birds. It's been a long, long time since I played angry birds and I can't quite remember all the ins and outs of the game concept. Well, I'll remind you when you first started playing angry birds, which is similar to when I did, there were just the birds, right? And they would introduce a new kind of bird every 10th level. Yeah. And so you'd get to be expert on all these birds, right? So that's that. And you paid for the game. You paid three 99 or something like that. And you owned the game. Then they realized that there's not a lot of money in that and they started doing the whole in-app purchases Mm. thing and you could buy new capabilities, right? And so around that time, I think the levels got quite a bit more difficult. And so you could... You know, you could spend these in-app stars to, to yeah. get stuff, but you could also pay actual money to get more stars. And so I refuse to actually ever, ever, ever buy additional capabilities in a game. It's same principle. Same. I just absolutely will not. Yeah. So they, they will give you those extra capabilities without any money and I still won't use them on principle. I just don't mm. want to get in the habit of wanting those extra things and the next thing you know maybe i'm gonna buy one once or something so anyway i always just go for three stars which is your highest rating using the basic birds and so i got to a level and i did it like 100 times and (laughs) could not get three stars and then so i googled it and there's always a youtube of someone showing how they solved it yeah And so I go, well, that's kind of like how I was trying to solve it, you know? So I carefully made sure my birds hit precisely where this player's birds hit. And in this particular level, there's three giant scarecrows. And those scarecrows are fairly big. So you got to hit blocks at the bottom of the scarecrows. The scarecrows will topple. That's what the video showed of this person showing how they solved it, right? Well, I would hit those exact same points and the scarecrows would not topple. So I became convinced that there was something wrong with the game. So I wrote an email to Rovio, a company out of Finland, I believe, does Angry Birds. 
And didn't know that. And I recorded a video of myself playing. So you can play on the Mac, right? On on this version. So so now I'm recording the video of myself playing and you can narrate and the Mac just automatically records your voice, right? Yeah. So, so I'd say, you see how I uh, hit the bottom of the snowman here and it doesn't topple, right? And then I'd shoot again and I'd miss my shot. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, let's start again. So I, I record it like three times, right? And then on the fourth tr- time, it was perfect, right? So I demonstrated that it's not behaving the way it's supposed to behave. And then I went back and listened to it before I sent it to them. Uh-huh. And uh, see, a couple of the snow snowmen are made with black blocks. So I'm going, you see how I, you see how I hit this black guy here? Uh, <laughs> you know, and, and he doesn't fall over. And I really want to get the black guy down, right? <laughs> and it's just like all George Floydy. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> And so, 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 that, so I had to record it again <laughs> and I was saying, you see how I hit the left-hand snow person? <laughs> anyway, I thought that was kind of funny that I, I almost sent that to yeah. them and it would have just sounded so bad. But, so anyway, I finally sent it to them. I finally sent it to them with the video and I got a reply the next day saying, yeah, thanks for all the nice detail. We'll get that fixed in February. So it was a... Oh, but- the other guy did it. Yeah, but that's just an earlier version, right? You know how it goes, right? They, oh. I noticed, I noticed they patch it like monthly. Oh, so, so I, some patch they disabled yeah. that. You know bit. what? When we were back in the day, when we were paying for it, it just worked. And now I think that they kind of rush it into production. You know, they've kind of let themselves well, go. Yeah, I mean, the C team is the guys that probably do the. The Angry Birds patch. Exactly. It's not the A team anymore. No, sure. and the A team's doing the special power birds, and they're going to make sure that no, those are. They're not ones even work. on Angry Birds. They're out oh. there doing Extraterrestrial Warrior 3 yeah, or something yeah. like that. So it was Griffin's birthday the other day, and him and three friends went in some escape rooms. You ever heard of those, Mo? Uh, no. They're kind of like puzzle rooms, you know, you, you go, they're real rooms, you know, you go into I've the I've seen room. them on K-dramas. <laughs> yeah, oh, really? Right. Really? Yeah, yeah. And any number of horror flicks too, no doubt. Ooh, and they're in Vancouver somewhere? This one's in Burnaby. Okay. Old Orchard Mall, which is what, Willingdon and Kingsway. Yeah, go on. And yeah, he said it was great. He said they have, I think, four different escape rooms and I think they update them from time to time so that people who like these things can keep coming back. Right. And there's clues how to open something to get out of, open this. And exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It sounds like fun. It's called an escape room, but there were actually three rooms. Mm. So they would start, solve that puzzle, which would net them a key to, and then they could lock, unlock the door and go right, to the next room. Right. Sounds really cool. And I mean, what did, what did this adventure cost? I didn't ask him. Ooh, it was for his birthday. So he had it paid for. So, but I'm going to guess. I have no idea. 20 bucks a person, maybe 30, 20. I'd pay 20 or 25 bucks a person for a, yeah, maybe, maybe not that much. Cause you only, the maximum play time is 50 minutes. Yeah. I can see 20, 30 bucks. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe a bit more. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. If you're the kind of person that likes to rent go-karts, probably going to love escape rooms. Same sort of, drive a go-kart for X minutes for X dollars. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's pretty expensive though, isn't it? I have no idea. I'm not a go-kart guy. Did you ever do go-karts as kids? When I was really young, Cromer oh, yeah. and I did them in Penticton, believe it or not. Yeah. You can only imagine back in the 
60s and 70s just how unsafe those no helmets places were. no helmets no regulators probably real differences they in the power had of motors seat belts i imagine <laughs> yeah that's funny we used to do the uh derbies you know the cub scout ones where they, there was no engine but you'd you'd go up on a big hill oh yeah and you'd make it or in my case my dad would make it and i'd oh, yeah. pretend to help what, what were they called in the states because we called them crates Oh yeah, you guys called them crates. Yeah, right, but, right. But I, I remember that there's a difference to what the Americans called them. They call them soapboxes. Soapbox, soapbox derby. Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah, yeah. we yeah. did crates a lot. And and yeah. I don't recall any seatbelts. There were no seatbelts. And you'd sit on those things, and we were yeah, we were going down steep hills, and it was all good fun. Yeah, yeah. But one thing I did notice in the photo at the very end of the race, like eight people lined up, including me, and I never won those things, all getting awards. And I thought, all those, you know, those people that are constantly yeah. complaining about yeah. kids Back these in days. the old days, we didn't have participant oh, awards. Participation awards. Well, guess what? We got participation <laughs> awards. Excellent. And I'll bet you they got them back in the 1200s as well. Come on. These people... They got rose-colored glasses for looking at the past. Well, you know. it's I, I. It almost feels like <laughs> you got to get your daily dose of judginess in, no matter yes, how. And, yes, yes. Uh, that's how you do it. Right. In my days, we didn't I, have Chat GPT. Hey, I lo- oh, I told you I lost Twitter. Yeah. He lost Twitter, so I, I I can't focus here. I don't know what lost Twitter even means. Does yeah, it mean I use, I use Tweetbot, which I've recommended in the past. Tweetbot doesn't have any ads and you see just the posts from people that you follow and you see them in strictly time sequence. It's beautiful. It removes all the bad parts of Twitter. Elon Musk just shut down all of these third-party clients so they no longer can access. The API got shut down. So I'm no longer using Twitter and I think they probably just lost 5 or 10% of their user base right there because, you know, when you're already thinking about leaving Twitter – and your favorite client's gone, and you would actually have to look at ads and look at tweets pushed to you by the algorithm. Like, I, can't, I just can't understand how you'd ever do that or why you would ever do that. Even Facebook, I sort by date. I beat it down to the ground. I wrestle it until it's actually displaying yeah. by date, and then I can just quickly skip the ads on Facebook. Because the Elon way of thinking and all these tech bros way of thinking is move fast and break things. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. the actual motto, move fast yeah. and break things, yeah. which it turns out doesn't work well when you're talking democracy. We finished, we discovered, among many other things, some things to do to protect yourself when you're renting a car from Hertz in particular. Anyway, we got to go because we have active, vibrant, busy, engaging lives waiting for us outside the shed, as well as the active, vibrant, engaging life you've shared with us in your So here we go.